0: And welcome to the Edu Switchboard podcast. I'm your host, Jana Parker, licensed educational psychologist, wellness and executive function coach, and parent consultant. Visit jplep.com to become a member of my community or to access my assessment or coaching services. Welcome back. My name is Jana Parker. I'm an educational psychologist. I'm in California in the South Bay area. I am here today with Caitlin Hoffman, who is a good friend of mine, a close colleague, and I can't say enough good things about this woman. Um, Before I get started introducing her, I just wanna let all of you viewers and listeners know that these videos that are intended to be a support for families are available on my website at jplep.com slash resources. And the podcasts are available at jplep.com slash podcast. So if you would rather listen than watch, you know where to find them. If you want to just watch straight on YouTube, you are welcome to do that. And please subscribe to my channel. And if you want to find the podcast on your favorite podcast player, search edu switchboard. So it's E D U switchboard. And that's my podcast, which are basically these videos just made into an audio form. So uh, I'm really happy to introduce everybody to Caitlin today. And Caitlin owns what you can see behind her Academic Coaching Works, it's a clinic in Calif- uh, Campbell, California. And I want to just kind of give, I want to actually read her um, bio that's on her website. And I first want to give a plug to her website, because if you ever, you know, when you come across just one of those websites where you're like, what is this place? And then you just get it all. I mean, that's what it is. It is so explicit. It is so awesome. And so I'm just going to read your bio, Caitlin, if that's okay to introduce you you because I think it's important. Yeah. Okay. So Caitlin has extensive experience working with parents, teenagers, and schools, as a Silicon Valley educator, as an academic coach, an academic intervention specialist, and a screen addiction specialist. She was raised in both the United States and France, so she is bilingual in French and English, and she also holds a master's degree in education administration and supervision from San Jose State University. She has over 20 years of teaching experience in public schools, which I think is very important. And she's the founder of All Minds Matter, Academic Coaching Works, and Bicoastal Retreats. The Coaching Center, Academic Coaching Works, is located in downtown Campbell, California, and it's for parents and teens from Silicon Valley, both public and private schools. Caitlin is an advocate for adolescents, and she helps parents navigate the complexities of the education system. I do the same thing in my practice. She does it at a much grander scale in her company. (laughs) She specializes in collaborating with students who are gifted and talented, who have ADHD or ADD, who have depression, anxiety, or just any other kinds of learning challenges. And through the academic coaching, she helps to create new pathways for teens and parents. So, thank Caitlin, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining me today. And just um, if you could please give our audience a description of academic coaching works and the kinds of services that
1: you provide for families and teens. Okay, I think it's really important right now that I tell families and professionals what's happening right now with uh, the pandemic. Oh,
0: yeah. So, Let's start there.
1: Yeah, it's a very different kind of uh, center now. Uh, It has, instead of four days a week, it has a a six-day-a-week operation. And if you think about a menu at a restaurant, there's pretty much now some choices. And um, so far, since the school year launched in August, these choices are working really well. Um, And so the number one choice is that the center in Campbell is open at 7.45 a.m., until 4pm. And obviously, under COVID-19, we are following a lot of precautions. And that means there are not very many students allowed at the center because we've had to reduce the number of people here. Uh, However, what's great about it is some students come with to the center in the morning, and some come at 745, some come at nine, some come at noon. But essentially, they're doing their school day here. And what that has done is given them a workstation, a very professional setup, and they are doing their school day, which has been amazing to observe, especially for students who during shelter in place last spring, um, really, uh, there were some chaotic disasters, right? And so this has really grounded these teenagers, and they are thoroughly enjoying, um having their little, they call it, one kid says, it's my office. I'm going to work to my office. And so that's, that's one thing that's happening. And for some students uh, in certain districts, they go to school uh, online Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then uh, Wednesday is sort of their work day. And that's really great because the kids come in and instead of being on screens all day, they get to take some projects and essays and things like that, and they get kind of a work day. Uh, I I think that model is pretty fantastic. Now, here's what else is happening. Some students are not coming to us at all. And uh, because their home office is so beautifully set up at home, they're able to do their distance learning in their house very effectively. And what they need is the academic coach Uh, and instructors for content area to work with them a certain number of days and for some of them who are at home they're they're on with a coach five days a week some three days it really is customized for each student and that's kind of the most important thing that I could say is that prior to the pandemic Uh, I was Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., and it was a very different model because the kids were in school all day and they went to sports and swimming and performing arts. So they had a very busy schedule and they were out and about. Um, Now that's quite different. And the other thing that's happening is that I'm starting to work on Saturdays. And the reason I'm doing that is because seniors – who have to do their college applications with a full day of, you know, I call it, everybody calls it Zoom fatigue. They don't have the energy to be creative to write a college essay during the week. Uh, you know, by five, six o'clock, they're just worn out. So they need to get, a, you know, some downtime Friday night, rest up. And then on Saturdays, they can come in and actually get creative about completing all those questions that are on the common app, for example, or some kids, you know, they have something to do that they didn't have the energy and attention to do during the week. So we used to be four days a week. Now we're six days a week. Sundays are just sacred rest and remind me later to tell you about this book. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd love to hear it rest. Sunday is sacred rest. Okay. Um, we will definitely and that's talk kind about of, that. yeah. And so a lot of, like, I have a college student who, you know, actually, and he's up in uh, Sonoma right now and he has an academic coach and, uh, he, we don't see him, but, uh, we see him on zoom. And the last thing I want to make really clear is some students and parents really love this one thing we make for them. And our staff, as they have become professionals at Canvas, all right. So what this is is parents, for, especially parents who work full time, parents who have three, four children, and a cat and a dog and a bunch of other things. They, they, they don't think number one that it's healthy to micromanage their adolescent and try to figure out Canvas. That's not a good relationship between you know dad and. A junior in high school. Uh, So what we're doing is we're creating a one-page document every day um, to help the family and the students and even the school um, have something to look at Monday morning and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to organize the workload of the week. The expectation of what has to happen during class, the expectation of what has to happen outside of class. And then other things go on there, like if something wasn't submitted properly on Canvas and it has a zero, well, that appears on that list. Hey, email your teacher. Let's get this fixed. Um, But we're really putting the kid in charge of this so that they advocate for themselves. So this is a big thing. Um, It used to be a really big thing for the past 15 years of coaching that I've been doing. But now, with COVID-19, this has become a lifeline. And it is helping parents and students stay calm. I've noticed stress goes way down when we're all operating from a plan. And, you know, a kid who's panicked and, and doesn't have executive function you know, they're so overwhelmed by what's happening on Canvas. This is helping them go, oh, I know what to do. So I'm going to take a breath and just say um, our menu of choices um, has really changed since August, and I'm doing an enormous amount of parent coaching, even if the student is not enrolled, um, and a lot of IEP meetings, SAT meetings, 504 plan meetings, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. And I um, i guess I should have said this at the beginning, but we're right here in, uh, on Labor Day weekend of 2020. So mm-hmm. we've had a few weeks of school now,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: all of us were really hoping that we would come back in some kind of um, in-person format, and we haven't, so we're on distance learning plans. Right. And I work, uh, you know, my day job is in public education, so I am experiencing it firsthand, just watching what's going on with with teachers, with students, um, where the pain points are. And I'm also really seeing it with clients that I've worked with because a lot of the teens that I work with have executive function challenges. And I would say what I'm experiencing is that some of the, a couple things. Number one, it's very difficult for some students to participate in distance learning because they are having trouble staying engaged. And managing all the little different components of it, and I also have to say, on a positive, on a positive note, there are some students who are doing quite well. I'm actually surprised um, that my own stepsons are actually doing pretty well so far. I mean, I also think that it's kind of the honeymoon period for them, so I'm just keeping my fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. But. You know, they're generally able to manage that schedule. They are getting their work done during the time that the teacher says, okay, now do do your work and then we're going to come back together as a group and, and talk about it. And that's going okay. But there are kids that I'm seeing in my office that are having a completely different experience. And even when the teacher says, okay, now here is the time to do your work, go do it they are not able to manage that. And the second thing I want to say about that, though, is that I think that because the kids are on technology and they have access to the things that distract them on technology, it is often very hard for them to not get distracted by the video games, the YouTube videos, the text messages, the chats, the things that are going on on their technology. And parents are in this uh, they don't, they don't want to micromanage and, but they know their kids are doing something different. But of course their kids are saying, Oh no, 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 I'm totally paying attention. But I, I really think that that's becoming an issue. And so, um, the number one call I'm getting for families that I work with is how do I get my student working with some kind of coach or in some kind of pod or in some kind of system? Where they can not be just doing school by themselves um alone because it is you know it is not working for them, so is mm-hmm. are you seeing the same kind of thing? I assume it's, that's why why the students are coming to you
1: it's it's identical um, I think uh what we have to really look at um and this is you know sometimes everything you and I have just described is all of the behaviors we're seeing and all of you know, but I think if you go way down beneath, I don't know, you ca- call it like beneath the iceberg or whatever yeah. that thing is sticking up. Right. Okay. So here's what I think is happening um, that that needs to be addressed. And if you can get into this part of it, a lot of other things will get better. So one of the things that we need to really look at is the development of an adolescent. And parents need just a little bit of a refresher of 21st century students and what it's like for them to be a teenager. And then I also believe we really have to look at adult development. Somehow, I think the myth is um, that as adults, we grow up by a certain age and then we're all grown up and then that's fixed. Um, It's not. And I'll give a little example. If you are, let's say, about to turn 50, and you have some teenagers, your life as a person, an adult, is really changing. And there are a lot of changes happening. You know, um, menopause, menopause, divorce, uh, anything. a uh, 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 Parents passing away, parents being ill. So anyway, there is this adult development And then there's the teenage development. And when we have a household during a pandemic, if we don't take a really good look at where is our adolescent in his or her, you know, they development, we have all these gender pronouns now. But what I'm trying to say is you have to look at your particular kid. Where are they at in their adolescent development? And where are you at as a parent? Because when the parent owns where they're at, and they understand where their teen is at, then there's a lot more mutual respect. Yeah, and there isn't this sort of top-down authoritarian. Well, you're doing this, and you're on your device. You know, the teenagers are really straight up with me. If they're on their social media and their Fortnite, et cetera, they'll tell me. And oh, by the way, my mom is on it 24-7. My dad is on it 24-7. And so then there is a hostile clash. Right. And so what I'm asking people to do, take a look at your own schedule, your own 24 hour thing that you're doing. And Jana, you've been so good at talking about this so often. Sleep, what you're eating, uh, you know, what are you doing for your downtime? How are you scheduling things? And when parents partner with their teenager, fire themselves as the boss. Hire themselves on as a consultant. Respect the fact that your teenager is not doing these things to be bad. Right. And I think we have to look at look at the uh, situation and really hear and watch what the teenager is doing because the things that they're doing are oftentimes just a cry for help.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you yell at them or whatever take things away and it just keeps escalating and so the parents right now that are doing really well and the teenagers that are doing really well they are collaborating they are absolutely sitting down looking at things together and saying how can I help you and vice versa the teenagers are actually doing amazing things they're cooking right? They're doing their laundry, (laughs) they're organizing their office, they're redoing, I mean, some kids are repainting their bedrooms. So this collaboration really is effective, but this top-down hierarchy doesn't work. Yeah, that's such a good point. And
0: I do think that this is a really great time, you know, for kids to be getting more involved in what, you know, it's almost like an opportunity for them to become more involved in what happens in a household. It's a lesson for their future household, you know, and being more of a participant in what happens day to day and uh, in relationship and collaboration and how to do that kind of more effectively instead of just being like parent and child.
1: I love right. that word, collaboration. And, and yeah, I saw you interview your stepson. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was a perfect example where you were both on absolute equal footing. And the way you spoke to each other was respectful. It was playful, but your your stepson had a lot of his own, um, you know, his own agency. You know, he he you, when you were talking to each other, it was teamwork. And I I I see that teenagers love that. Yeah. You know, they just love that collaboration piece, and they like justice and fairness. And 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 by the way, you know. They watch what you're doing. I know we say this all the time. They don't care what you're saying. So everything that you're doing in your home is being observed. Right. And if these things don't line up, like what you say and what you do, well, the teenager is just going to call you out. Yeah. They are watching what you do, and that's what they're paying attention to.
0: Mm-hmm. You and if it doesn't drive, mm-hmm.
1: there's a huge yeah. disconnect if that does not drive. And so I know, for instance, Jana, that you do work out right? You have physical exercise going on. You pay attention to what you're eating. There's, you have your, you know, two dogs in the house that are, that are helping the wellness of the household. You have it set up where it's all being modeled. And if it's being modeled, that is your amazing uh, space. And uh, I see families doing these incredible things together to make this whole thing work out, and then you can add all the academics right you know right. all the academics can go on top of a good foundation and if the foundation needs some rearranging, that's what you need to pay attention to because all the academics get really really good and you know when you start working with the school effectively of course, but I see families right now doing these incredible things, and that is creating a good academic environment yeah that i i, I... I am so on board with what you're talking
0: about. And that is totally my philosophy. So thank you for saying it for me. But yeah, I mean, that's why I call myself on LinkedIn, a wellness coach for education. It's because it is really, uh, you really have to look at all of those components of what's going on in your household, in order to have that foundation and be modeling that behavior for your kids. And I think, you know, yes, the nutrition, the sleep, the exercise, the, you know, calming down at night, the getting off of screens before it's time to wind down for bed, you know, um, all of those, all of those facets really play into just the overall health and wellness of everybody in the family. And everything else kind of comes on top of that. And you will be more respected as a parent, if you are modeling that behavior. Right.
1: Right. Yourself. And I would just add one more thing. There has to be a sense of humor. There has to be moments in the day where you just crack up and, you know, the levity of it, lighten it up because everything's so heavy. And so what I find myself doing is looking for moments just to think, okay, this is incredibly funny. Uh, we we need to have a sense of humor, and as everybody knows, teenagers are very funny, and so let them be funny. Um, they're going to crack you up, and those moments of laughter. Jana, I think you know this more. What happens with the serotonin and the dopamine and the whole reset and the oxytocin? I mean, the brain loves to laugh, yeah. And some of these things are very funny. You know, it's what do you think even about just. That?
0: I absolutely agree, and it's even just. If you are in a bad mood and you just smile, that changes your brain chemistry. That changes the whole situation. So if you can, you know, try to practice that. You know, you're in a fight, or you're mad, or you're yelling. If you just smile, I mean, that's gonna make the other person crack up. If you just do a smile, and then it'll make you laugh too. It changes the whole thing. I completely yeah.
1: And uh, my cousin, who you uh, saw last year on some of our Zoom calls, she said something funny. She's an educator. She has five children, and you know, a bunch of pets in the house. Anyway, she said something really funny if you start to like explain to your teenager uh like you're really making sense out of this and you're starting to lecture that's when you've lost your mind because how can you (laughs) i thought that statement was brilliant and it makes me laugh because let's say i start trying to explain the value of a mask that's one of the most controversial things you can't make heads or tails every day someone else is saying something about it right so if you start to get uptight about that that's when you're losing it right but on the other hand if you laugh about it and you still wear your mask well then things are much better right yeah if you yeah. get on your high horse and start lecturing things start to fall apart right yeah and we have uh, to laugh about that
0: i completely agree um we're we're getting a little close to our time frame and yep. i do want to l- hold up your book again and just give that a little okay. plug and you know what i'm going to start doing too with all my free time is as I'm reading these books, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on and talk about them like I did um, with the first book review that I did. But I do want to start talking about these books because uh, I think it's helpful
1: for families, even if they just get a little tidbit yeah. watching this video,
0: you know. So yeah. tell us so, a little about uh,
1: that. I'm just going to give you a quick thing. So it's written by a physician. Say the name woman. of it again in case people it's are It's called are uh, Sacred Rest. Sacred rest it's um, by a, by a doctor and okay. uh, it says recover your life, renew your energy and restore your sanity oh, the like reason it. I yeah the reason I love this book is I had never thought about um, all the different kinds of rest. I just thought rest well you know get a good night's sleep well, as it turns out, actually we all do amazing things to rest and If you don't do the rest, you're not restored. So when someone says, oh, I just binged, watched this series on Netflix, believe me, that is not restorative, right? Right. Um, But if you sit with your family and watch an old funny movie and you're all laughing, you are restored because the outcome is you feel better from that experience. Mm -hmm. So when you look at this book, I was amazed, like walking around, uh, and watering your plants and admiring a flower is actually restorative and it's restful. So anyway, the book is really interesting. I had never thought about rest as all the things we do to recover. Just having a glass of water and enjoying the cool water is actually restorative in a form of rest. You're hydrating, mm-hmm. you're, you're enjoying the water. So I just want to make a plug for this book because right now this was written prior to the pandemic. But of course, a lot of these books that we're seeing right now are actually really relevant. And this one has really helped me take a look at myself and how I rest, how I restore, how I renew so that when I'm in front of a teenager, I'm not depleted. Right. Yeah, And that is such a great space to be in. Absolutely and you just made
0: me think of something that I've been thinking about a lot recently and I haven't mentioned
1: it on a on one of these
0: talks yet but I've been thinking about how I do my best thinking in the morning and if I go on a walk and in the shower it's very strange yeah. but like I know that I do my best thinking there and I think about um, how much we consume our brains with external stimuli. So when we walk, we listen to a podcast or we listen to music and we get inside and we watch TV or, um, or, uh, scroll, you know, any free moment we're scrolling through a Facebook feed or Instagram. And when I, when I take the time in the morning to just think without playing something in the background or in front of me, that's the time that my brain starts to make little new connections right. and I feel rejuvenated and I get inspired and I feel creative and sometimes I even grab a pen and paper and write it down or I grab something and record myself into it because so so my point is if we need to give ourselves a little bit of space in this mm-hmm. very busy trying time especially right. just to to get off of the zoom, get off of the screen. And we need to model that for our kids too. And uh, one of the main things I tell the students that I coach is, you know, if you are constantly feeding your brain with, with stuff, you, you are, if you're watching kids play video games, <laughs> if you're watching people play video games on YouTube, you are not thinking about anything meaningful, right? You are not allowing your own creativity or your imagination. You're just thinking in general, your problem solving, to flourish or to grow. And so one of the one of the things I've been working on in myself and noticing and then working on with the students that I work with is really trying to allow some time for that. And it's a mm-hmm. good message for parents just in general and uh, right. good to do themselves and good to model for their
1: kids. And and what you're addressing is that we are overstimulated. Yeah. And that overstimulation is causing a huge amount of stress. Right, and then some people are trying to get unstressed by more stimulation, which doesn't work. Right. So, um, creating for yourself, uh, and you know, by the way, when you start spending time with yourself alone with no stimulation, you're going to have some bad moods because you're not going to like what you see. So be prepared <laughs> that sacred rest isn't always pleasant because then all of a sudden. You are there with your feelings, your body, your mind, your spirit, and you're integrating. And some of it isn't going to be pretty, but don't judge yourself, drop it, give yourself more time in that space. And it's going to be really nice. And then you're going to show up for your friends and family and your work colleagues. They're going to be like, wow, you're in a great mood. This is contagious. Yeah. These states of mind when you're balanced are contagious. You're helping yourself, but you're helping everybody around you. And that's why this, what you're talking about, Jana, is so critical. Give yourself some space and time and quiet. And, you know, I, I hope I can make you laugh, but the other day I was ready to drop off into a deep sleep and I told my partner, uh, Chase, I said, uh, I'm entering into a deep state of sleep, out, like <laughs> we're, we're done, you know what I mean? Like Because I could feel all of a sudden that sacred rest was coming and I know I need that for the next yeah. day. Yep. Yep. And so give yourselves and give each other this no stimulation and getting down to that is really hard because where are you gonna find a place right now in your home where there is no noise? no interruption. And that is a gift to yourself and everybody else. It really is. Well, Caitlin, I
0: love where this conversation has gone. I knew that we didn't need to plan anything to just (laughs) go off the rails. So um, I really want to thank you for this. I think we'll stop here. I think we did a lot of good, you know, like who, who you are, what, is available in your clinic for families right now? What are the kind of key things that we're seeing with families and what are some ways to kind of move forward and support? And so um, if you, uh, as a family, a parent, if you would like to get in touch with Caitlin, please look at her website. It's phenomenal. It'll tell you everything you need to know. It's academiccoachingworks.com. And uh, her email is right on there. So please reach out. Um, if you uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm at Jana at JPLEP.com. And uh, yeah, I, this is just this is really wonderful. And thank you, Caitlin, so much for joining me. We'll do it Hold again.
1: In, <laughs> yes, we'll do it again. And in saying goodbye, remember to absolutely love your teenagers. I love teens, Janna. You love teens. We think teenagers are wonderful. So just remember to tell them how much you love them as long as they don't like go like ew, mom yeah. right. well that's okay you have to hear it yeah all right all well right. thank you so much thank you Jana. bye-bye bye
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the edu switchboard podcast if you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at janna at jplep.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, I'm here to help.